It's time to talk travel on to a new RFM. Sally Lucas. Well, we always like to know what other people think of the places we want to go. That's a bit convoluted, but make it clear for us. (laughs) Well, I think this is wonderful because it's one of my my most favourite Australian spots, which is Lord Howe Island. And Lonely Planet has chosen it as one of the world's top 10 regions for next year in its best in travel for 2020. So this is their 15th annual collection of the world's hottest destination and journeys for the year ahead. And the... um, they cover the top 10 region, countries, rather cities, regions and best value destinations that they recommend for 2020. And the emphasis particularly at the moment is on sustainable travel experiences that ensure travel travellers will have a positive impact wherever they choose to go. So Lord Howe is ranked fifth on the book's list of the top 10 regions. And their quote on this from Lonely Planet is, parked in the middle of nowhere, 600 k's off the Australian coast, this visually stunning island makes an instant impact on the senses with its its jaw-dropping World Heritage-listed beauty. Two soaring green mountains overlook a perfect lagoon and the world's southernmost coral reef, perfect crescents of beach and splendid hiking trails through the lush forest add to brilliant outdoor possibilities. I always think it's amazing how tropical it looks even though it's not in I know, the trophies. It is, and it, feels. Yes, mm. it very much so. And you've only got to look at the, the Kentia palms that they're famous for that they grow there as well. And of course it was once a volcano which is why it's the unusual shape it is. Mm. And of course you've got those two lovely mountains, Lidgebird and Gower, which are so prominent, aren't they? And mm. it's, it's just really quite fantastic. And they say it's a shining example of sustainable, sustainably managed tourism because of the fact that they only have 400 visitors allowed on the island at any one time. And of course they do encourage you to participate in a lot of ecological projects as well and you pay a tax there which goes towards you know the upkeep and preservation of the island which, which is fantastic. So do you want to know what the rest are, Jane? Are uh, the other top ten? Yes, <laughs> the, the other rest top nine. nine. <laughs> uh, okay, here we go. Number one, Central Asian Silk Road. Number two, Le Marche in, in Italy, Tohoku in Japan, Maine in the USA, Lord Howe, Guizhou province in China, Cadiz province in Spain, northeast Argentina, the Kavana Gulf in Croatia and the Brazilian Amazon. That's right. interesting, so isn't it? spread around the world a bit. Isn't it? And mm. then they've got this other list they've called Best New Openings. Yeah. And we got in on that one as well. We were number eight for the new Great Southern Train journey from Adelaide to Brisbane. Ah. And they say one of the latest luxury routes that prove rail travel will never die as long as people enjoy a day's leisurely journey through beautiful landscapes and a night of being gently rocked to sleep in their own private garret. Harridge. The Great Southern will run three and four day routes between Adelaide and Brisbane, offering opportunities to stop at national parks, beaches and cities with a luxurious cabin and gourmet food options on board. Um, number five in best new places to stay was Mount Mulligan Lodge in Queensland. Uh, and it's apparently Mount Mulligan is an 18, Mount Mulligan should I say, is an 18 kilometre flat topped monolith. And the lodge there is in the northern reaches of Queensland and it's built on a working cattle station by a family called the Morris family. And it's used the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals as a framework and also endeavours to protect, restore and the surrounding environment. Best new food experiences, Distazio Sita is a restaurant in Melbourne um, that got in there. Our best sustainable trips for families, number nine came in with Tassie. Right. As well. And the top 10 countries to visit in 2020, Bhutan, England, North Macedonia, Aruba. And now I'm just trying to think where Aruba is. It sounds a bit South or Central American. American, maybe. yeah. Eswatini, 
Costa Rica, the Netherlands, Liberia, Morocco and Uruguay. Top cities, Salzburg in Austria, Washington, D.C., Cairo, Egypt, Galway, Ireland, Bonn in Germany, La Paz, Bolivia, Kochi in India, Vancouver, Canada, Dubai in the Emirates and Denver, USA. So it's it's quite interesting. So you can get hold of this if you want to. Just go onto Lonely Planet if you're interested in, you know, having a look at that. There is a book they put out on it which might help you in designing where you would like to go for your next destination if you want to do it sustainably. We're talking travel and uh, we're going to explore one of the uh, areas that the Lonely Planet thinks is rather good in just a moment on 2NURFM. Well, we're travelling around the world today. We've been to a great number of good places and Sally Lucas, as we talk travel on 2NURFM, we've got another really interesting region to come to. Exactly, Jane. The the five stands. Now, how much does anyone know about the five stands of Central Asia? Mm. Unless you've been there, of course. They're nestled between India, Russia and China, each are independent countries with unique identities. And mass tourism hasn't made many inroads yet into Central Asia, but it's probably, they say, will is predicted to spike over the next few years. Because they've all got this most stunning architecture when you look at any photos of these areas, breathtaking natural beauty really interesting cuisines and they say the hospitality is amazing of the people they're so welcoming and it's still very inexpensive you know to travel within those countries as well so there's just, some great history involved too isn't oh it? look amazing it goes back years yeah, and years it does now Turkmenistan used to be known as Turkmenia and it's the 52nd largest country in the world by land size and the name of the capital of Ashgabat means city of love and the Karakum Desert apparently that is there covers about 70% of their country so but it is a, a home to over five million people and yes again some beautiful architecture there some of the pictures are amazing then you've got Uzbekistan now it's renowned for its impressive mosques mausoleums and other sites link, linked to the ancient Silk Road because all these places were of course tra- traversed across you know from China from the across the Silk Road so Europe getting bringing yes. things from China or China yes. taking things to the European region really. Yeah it was, it's amazing and I mean Uzbekistan is only one of two uh, double landlocked countries in the world. It has two national parks, nine nature reserves the city of Bukhara is more than 2,000 years old and is the most complex example of a medieval city in Central Asia and it is one of the world's largest producers and exports of cotton and green tea is the national hot beverage mm. so there you go, how interesting is that it's got a population of over 32 million and it's also known for its beautiful assortment of handicrafts, fresh fruit and nuts. That's Uzbekistan. What's number three on the stand list? On the stand, we've got Tajikistan. Uh, mountains cover over 90% of Tajikistan. Uh, it experienced a five-year civil war between 1992 and 1997. So it's taken time to recover from that, but they, again, really wanting to have visitors come and see what they have to offer. The name of the capital city, Dunshabi means Monday in Tajik, and the highest mountain is named after a gentleman called Ismoli Samoni, who was a popular ruler at the beginning of the 10th century. And they've got many monuments, etc., there as well. Stunning peaks. They say it's just absolutely beautiful. It's home to over 9 million people, with many living in what they call Kishlaks, which are settlements consisting of anywhere from 200 to 700 family houses built alongside the banks of the rivers. So mm. that's interesting as well. Um, number four, Kyrgyzstan. It's considered one of the world's least crowded countries uh, with there's just 
29.5 residents for each square kilometre of land. Mm. Um, the mountainous Tian Shan region covers 80% of the country and has been described as the Switzerland of Central Asia. Horse meat and horse milk are very popular there. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Gold accounts for the majority of their export, and another significant export is dried legumes. And it also has the world's second largest alpine lake there as well, and horse riding is a very important part of their culture, and they have the nomad horse games there as well, mm. as held there. Yeah, very big part then. Now, lastly but not leastly, Kazakhstan is the ninth largest country in the world by land size. Wow. So that's interesting, isn't it? The majority of the population is under the age of 30. Mm-hmm. And it is only one of the one of only countries to ever denuclearize. They uh, handed over all its nuclear weapons to Russia by 1995. Ah. So there you go. And there we go. A, they have some tennis players too, don't they? Yeah. And look, it's, a, it's also... Um, Abundant in oil and other minerals. And the largest city is Almaty. And it's quite modern with leafy avenues, modern shopping centres, an abundance of restaurants. It's got a population of 18 million. Again, you've got beautiful natural landscapes. And it's got the highest ice skating complex in the world is located just outside Almaty. So there you go. The new year is called Nariz. I might be pronouncing that correctly. And it's celebrated in March. And the name of the major city uh, uh, Almaty means a place full of apples. Oh, so things grow there. <laughs> yes, Excellent. so there you go. So it sounds the most interesting place. And we've had some friends come back recently and they were, I must admit they were mesmerised. Mm. And they said the friendliness, the warmth of the people, they were very welcoming, really wanting to encourage people to come and see what their beautiful culture and countries have to offer. The Five Stands. We're talking travel on to a new RFM. We'll be back in just a moment and see what's in the hot deals area of the current marketplace. We're talking travel to a new RFM and it is time to look at the hot deals in the travel marketplace at the moment. Sally Lucas, what have you got for us? Well, we were talking stands today, so I thought I'd throw a stand itinerary in there. This is a quite in-depth if you're really interested in going into this Central Asia and the Five Stands. Um, It's a small group tour that only takes 20 people, so that's a lovely way to travel. And it's 26 days, so you're really doing it in depth, you know, really immersing yourself in the incredible landscape and architecture that they have to offer there. So keep that in mind if you're interested. And that starts from just under $13,000. But that would be a wonderful, you know, immersive where Mm. you're really going to get to, to understand those countries and get to know the history and the culture, the foods, which is different in every one of those stands. They're all slightly different, mm. so it's fantastic. Um, Virgin has just announced their first ever gift with purchase. Um, so the first 1,000 travellers to book a domestic flight for Darwin to travel between 1 November and 29 April is going to receive complimentary entry for two adults and three children to Crocosaurus Cove's Tropical Nights event. <laughs> and that sounds interesting. Yeah, and that's part of what the, the Bruce Munro you know how he's doing the one in Darwin now we mentioned as well as the one in Uluru. The one in Uluru now is permanent. Mm, that's the Festival of Lights. Their yeah. lights, you know, it was due to finish, but it's, it's going to be left there okay. at this stage indefinitely. So mm. there you go, you've got that to go to. But, yeah, so this is interesting that they're doing this in conjunction with the top-end tourism because to encourage people to go up there when the wet is on because that is when you do see the most beautiful waterfalls, you know, the billabongs with all the, the beautiful water lilies and lotus flowers. I mean, it is a stunning, even though you might get a little bit wet occasionally, it is a stunning time to go. So 
So if you're thinking of doing that, that might be worth a little incentive. Um, Norway in a nutshell. Now, funny, I should be talking about that, isn't it? Yes. I'm sure we'll be talking about Norway a little more in the future. We will be. But this is a program that they've had for a little while called Norway in a Nutshell for people that just want to see a little bit of everything in a short amount of time. And you see breathtaking uh, fjord and mountain scenery and you ride the famous Flam Railway through the snow-covered Flam Flam Valley. So they're doing this as a winter excursion. It can be taken year-round, but this is just one they've got at the moment that they're promoting for the winter months, so you do see it in all its winter glory. Um, and, of course, the breathtaking flam, as we said, the scenic Bergen Railway, you do a winter fjord cruise on one of the major fjords and another narrow fjord as well, and then you do a bus trip as well. So you've got bus, rail, everything all included in this little three-day package. So that's fantastic, and that's sort of uh, th- just under $350 for, to do that. Mm-hmm. And then you go from um, Oslo across to Bergen is where you finish. Yeah, so that's just something worthwhile. Um, something a little bit different, Deluxe Mekong River Cruising. There's a new vessel being uh, just released for to cruise on this area. The, it's called the Emerald Harmony. Um, and if you book by 31 December, there's savings of up to $2,500 per couple on a range of itineraries doing the majestic Mekong. Some are doing the Treasures and Temples of Vietnam and Cambodia. Another one's an absolutely a long grand tour of uh, Vietnam and Cambodia. All of these itineraries include a seven-night cruise and they range from 13 to 21 days and they've got departures throughout the year next year. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about my news, this one again, we've got a little stand in this one, Turkey, Greece, the Balkans, Uzbekistan and the Caucasus. Now, uh, if you book and pay in full by 31 January on this, there's some early bird offers to be had um, with different discounts of 10 to 15% off a range of tours for next year. So keep that in mind and that is with Adventure Destinations. They've got a range of lovely itineraries covering all those areas and somewhere, we're hopping all over the place today aren't we Jane? Explore the wonders of South America. Now this is on sale till the 31st of January. This is an early bird offer again. It's a brand new South American brochure that has just come out. So yes, keep that one in mind and it's a book by 31 January and you can get a couple of different ways of discount. You can either get a two-for-one airfare or, if you don't want that, you can get $900 per person when you put pay a deposit on an evergreen South American holiday. And solo travellers also, actually, if you book and deposit on with them, you get a half-price return airfare, including taxes. So that's quite a good incentive to go to South America. Yes, indeed. And another one, Jane, back in where we were just talking about, I should have thrown these together, actually. This is an essential Vietnam and Cambodia. This is from Ho Chi Minh City to see Reap. This is with Travel Marvel. If you book by 30 December and you're going again on uh, the all, a new all ship suite there as well called the Aspara, Apsara, sorry, Apsara. And they're also staying at one of Siem Reap's finest resorts called the Shintamani Shack. Isn't that interesting? It's in the leafy French Quarter. So this is four nights in premium accommodation, 27 meals included. Um, explore 11 towns, villages and cities, complimentary beverages with lunch and dinner on board, etc. So lots of lovely inclusions on that. And that starts from under $4,000 per person. So that's it for today, Jane. Thank you, Sally Lucas. And we will be talking travel again next Friday after the one o'clock news on 2NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.